This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. My uh, my father-in-law, he uh, is he's Bitcoin mania, you know, at the moment. And, you know, four months ago, he was telling me I was crazy. Four months ago, he was telling you to buy NAB shares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, lads. We're officially back um, after lockdown. I was, it was a very frustrating time. Um, the fact that, you know, I really didn't want to shoot online, even though at some point it's going to be inevitable. Um, I, I'd just much rather doing this in person. Um, but we're here for couch sessions. So um, I think we've only released one of these so far. We stuffed one up. <laughs> Re-stuffed one up. <laughs> Um, but so this is couch sessions and basically what we're doing on this episode is we're just talking about anything that's relevant. So rather than honing in on, on one of our three pillars, business, wealth or character, we're kind of just going what, what's happening at the moment in the world and, and having a, an open-ended conversation around it. Um, for those of you who can't see, it's actually, we've, we've got our new newest co-host um, with us who is Noah. It's my, my pet Moodle. Um, so he'll have some, you know, he's got a he's got a lot of insight that he can bring to the table. Um, you know, he's been in the world. Of, he's he's wise. He's been in the world of long place. Um, but couch sessions. He's been in the the world of long place. <laughs> what? A long time. A long time. We're getting, okay. It's been a good start. It's been a good start. <laughs> it's been a long time since we. Yeah, been yeah, here, yeah, yeah. It's been a long time between. Innings. We've forgotten how to talk. Jesus. Okay, couch sessions. Now, something that I think, um, obviously, the topic of the month has been the Paul brothers. Um, whether you've been following it or not, I think you've probably been seeing it. Um, and on the weekend, Logan Paul fought Floyd Mayweather. Um, and to be fair, like I didn't, I didn't, I watched the replay of the fight. I didn't actually watch it. It's, um, it was a Monday. I had shit to do, but I kept an eye on it. Um, and I do, I have been keeping an eye on both late, uh, Logan and Jake. Um, and I just think it's absolutely fascinating what's happening right now. You know, you've got two brothers who are YouTubers and, you know, I think Logan made 20 million from the fight, which is just ridiculous. So much more than a regular boxer, hey? Yeah, man. Well, Floyd pulled in, what, 130, right? So it it does show that Floyd... I think the thing that you can look at both of those fighters and say they both know how to market themselves. Um, but I think it's fascinating, right? Because then you've got Jake Paul who, you know, he just runs a fucking muck. You know, he's always, he's always bagging someone, calling someone out. But um, And he's ruthless on it too, man. Like he doesn't, he doesn't just take little subtle digs. He's just like personal. personal very, yeah. But, on. you know, this is the thing, right? And like I posted about this on my social media. I, I remember like two months ago, I remember sitting there and going, fuck this guy. Like what a, you know, what a wanker. Like what a, you know, I don't like him. Fuck this. But now I'm like, Man, I respect the hell out of this guy. Well, it's not about like whether you respect him or not. He knows how to market, you know. He knows how to um, to use PR to his advantage, uh, and he realizes that bad press is good press. Like any press is good press. So no matter how controversial it is, he's he's getting his name out there. Yeah, it's it's funny. I'm reading um, Forty Eight Laws of Power. I've read it a few times, but it's like one of the laws is court attention at all times, um, and I think. I was reading that as all this was happening and I'm like far out. Like if, you know, the reality is, is Logan and Jake Paul are just leveraging any type of attention to make an absolute quid. Um, well, you look, man, Logan, I don't know if you maybe, if you, if you didn't watch the fight, you may not have caught it, but 
he walked out with like a limited edition Charizard around his neck and it had like diamonds around the, the casing and shit. As it stands, that card's apparently like a $150,000 card because it's limited edition. But just because he wore it to the Floyd Mayweather fight, it's now like a million dollar card. <laughs> there are already people trying to buy it. <laughs> a Pokemon card. A card, bro. Like, so, and you, like, you can't tell me that wasn't strategical. Like, oh, I've got this rare card. Let me make it more rare by just going to give it more status. Mm. Smart as. But they're doing nothing different to what musicians and movie stars have done throughout all of their careers because they understand that in order to continue to pull in as much money as they do, they have to stay relevant, which is why they bring out a new album, why they bring out a new movie. They always have to be in the, the public's eye. Otherwise, people forget about them and then they're not as uh, marketable. I think people forget that this is a business for them. Yeah, you know, and I, I really do. Like, you know, I got a lot of comments of people saying, yeah, well, you know, like, where's the integrity, you know? And, they're, and probably, they're probably stand-up people outside of... That's the thing that do. I wanted to... That's the thing. Like, yeah. for me, it's like there's such a big assumption out there that they're not and... I had a few people reach out and I can I can understand where they're coming from because um, I, I probably would have said the same thing maybe two months ago. Um, but I think the thing about it is, right, is that um, we don't know. You well, know? that's it. And, and I think we that's... We never will know unless you know them personally. Yeah. And well, you, the look, you look a very very good example, man, is Jake Paul. Is he the psycho one, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I, I think yeah. they're both psycho. He's the loose Jake's the loose cannon. Yeah, Jake's the loose cannon. Yeah. So Jake actually just did a thing like at a press conference like... It was the other day where he was pretty much campaigning, saying that all the um, all the fighters get paid fuck all, and that Dana, what is it, Dana White? Yeah, yeah, Dana White's just making bank, and that they all need to be paid more. And he's like, they're in there risking their lives, they're in there doing the entertainment. And it's, it's true. The, the, it's the biggest sport that the owners of the company make more. It's like the percentage is the biggest swing compared to the athlete versus the, the owner. Well, that's of the, company. the difference between the two, though. Is Jake is. Uh, business person he's an entrepreneur on his own right whereas these fighters they're just employees that's all they are yeah yeah but i think you know as i was saying i think there's a lot of comments right and it's like people uh, they they like the morals the ethics behind it and they're kind of like that's that's they can't get it they can't put that aside to actually respect the fact that they're you know that they're great business people, if that makes sense, um, and they know how to market themselves. And I think the assumption is is that everything we see in the media is the truth, right? That's the, that's kind of how it is. It's like you know, oh, I read this article, I seen this, I seen that, and it's like the reality is is that you know the media are probably t- doing things twice as bad as what Jake Paul is, um, if not you know, uh, fucking ten times as bad, right? And and um, but because we, we trust them so much and because we, we just, like, believe them, you know, it's like all of a sudden Jake Paul and these guys are the bad guys, right? And and I just think, like, you know, I, I honestly look at it and I think I respect them because I think they're the best marketers in the world. I, I Honestly, you, you know, right now, there's no one better. You know, like, you know, the fact that I think, you know, they sold over 1 million pay-per-views, right, which is just ridiculous. To watch a YouTuber. Yeah. Fight. How did he even get that into that position, right? Like, think about it. I, I, and this is the thing I respect. Logan Paul, I, I watched his speech, and, and he was saying that he stood in front of the mirror five years ago and said, I'm going to be the best entertainer in the world. And I think that's the respect, right? That's the respect I give him because I'm like, you know what? Like, no matter how he's going about it, I'll almost look at it like wrestling, right? Remember when you were a kid in wrestling and there was like the good guys and the bad guys? 
it's like, you know, you look at it now and you look back and you go, well, you know, bad guys was a part of his role. You know what I mean? But I, I, at the time, I still didn't like him, you know, um, except for the fact that now I'm nearly 30 and not 10. But I feel like people still treat it as that. They can't see, you know, they only, they, they're looking at the surface. They're not looking behind and saying, you know, I, I guarantee you, Floyd and Logan were probably texting and saying, yeah, you, you do this. And, hey, hey, and I'll do this, right? And then you do this. And then it's like, because guess what? We're going to market the hell out of this. And Floyd said it after. And he, did you see his interview? No. Floyd's sitting there and he's like, they're like, yeah, what about your legacy? This tarnished your legacy. And he's like, he goes, my kids can't eat legacy, <laughs> right? And he said, he goes, I don't care. He goes, you know, anyone who says that, look at my house. Mm-hmm. What house are you living in? Like, he's kind of just, like, going What's all a bit of? I reckon it's a bit of tall poppy syndrome. Like, people say those sort of things. Like, they'll say that these people, like, aren't good people and all that sort of thing. But I guarantee you, if they could swap themselves into that life where they're earning that much money, they'll do exactly what those guys are doing. Yeah. Dave Portnoy, the guy, the owner of um, Barstool, he, so he's got a lot to do with the, the, the whole, you know, Logan, Paul, what, all the Paul brothers, right? He's got a lot to do with them, but... He actually said it's interesting when you're like kind of fly on the wall in these situations. He goes, it's hard to tell when they're acting and when they're actually having beef. He said because lots of it is, it's all fabricated. Like a lot of it is fabricated. And you're 100% right where people are sitting there going like, yeah, you do this, you do that. It's going to be good for marketing, right? But I think it's one thing too important. It's very important to actually note as well. A lot of people have forgotten about Logan Paul's history. And this dude's rebuilt himself. Very, very big because a little bit of a, a, a snapshot on it, man. Like he used to just be a YouTuber, right? He's now much more than that, but he made a very bad decision mm. in his YouTube career, did something real stupid um, and it got him fucking, it pretty much got him banned off YouTube and he got a lot of hate for it. Yeah. Don't know how many years ago this was, but a few years back and he disappeared for a few months, came back, apology video, and then it was like direction change. I think that's the thing that, that people struggle with in this situation, right? I think the whole thing around it is that, you know, like he made a fucking big mistake. Yeah, like a huge one. Have you heard about this? So he went to like, I think it's in Japan, and it's a forest where people go to commit suicide. Yeah, yeah. And he went there and took a video of someone actually, of someone actually hanging. Oh, really? But, but he was and laughing. online. But he was laughing. And, and he came back and said, like, I just didn't know how to react. But he still uploaded the video, right? Well, this is something I question because they created videos every single day for, like... 300 days. Two years or some shit. Hey, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it was, like, three years. Uh, Jay Paul's... This is the thing. I watched him on I Am Athlete, right? And go anyone who wants to get another side of him, uh, he's still very aggressive in that. And, like... But he says, like, you, you actually learn to respect him for his work ethic. And mm. I think that's the thing that I do respect. Yeah. I, if In order for them to put out a video every single day like that, for that three is a years lot of work. Like, that's hard work. It's, like, 800 days yeah. or something. Man. And because they're always on camera, they're, they're portraying this person to who they are. They want to be that entertainer and that sort of thing. After a while, it, it'd be hard to um, distinguish between that person and then the person you are outside of that they would cross populate they yeah. would 100% yeah. it's like acting right you know what, what's it called method when, acting yeah or something like it's that method acting yeah. it's like what happened to Heath Ledger yeah you know he was playing the Joker and he was a method actor for so long that when he stopped that role he was a bit fucking loopy and yeah didn't know how to detach yeah 100% but that uh, you could 100% see that happening with, with these guys like they've got to be on 100% of the time which know? is probably why they've got into boxing because it's something away from 
um, the cameras all the time, and it's a way for them to sort of take out those frustrations. No way. They got in boxing for money, bro. It's well, marketing. It's yeah. marketing 101. If you bro, look at Jake's actually Jake actually looks like he can. But box. they wouldn't have got oh, into dude. it. They wouldn't have got into it straight away for the money. They oh, wouldn't have been no. making money from it straight away. No, hundred percent, they would have. No, no, no. Because you got to train. You got to train. YouTuber goes, "Hey, I'm going to do a fight." Man, like you use a perfect example, right? We had Tim, you had Tim Hanley on like a few weeks ago. They did a, a like a star fight. Right? Yeah, but because Tim was boxing. Tim's been boxing for years. Yeah, you know? but I guarantee you, half the dudes that he that like were in that exhi- exhibition weren't. They trained for that because it was to be paid. Of like, see your favorite um, reality TV stars fight. But that's just yeah. I yeah, but I, I think no, no. But I think the difference is is this is Logan Paul. Yeah, that's like the people who run those are not Logan Paul. They're they're other companies who bring these guys in. Yeah, so I think I think like I mean I don't know, but I would assume that they were doing boxing and then. They just connected the dots, right? It's like you know, I'm um, I can bring a crowd. That means money. Yeah, these, these fighters get event. these fighters yeah. get underpaid. Hey, you want a payday? Mm. You know what I mean? And and like that's what that you know Jake Paul like you know he called out Conor McGregor and went hard at Conor and Conor held off, which I'm I'm actually quite happy about. Like I think that. Connor doesn't need to go there. Like, he's a billionaire now. You can't understate the fact that Logan Paul got in the ring with Floyd, Floyd Mayweather. And, he's, and he didn't get knocked out. Whether yeah. he, look, Floyd probably got told, don't knock him out. Yeah. Like, fair but chance, just, but just the fact that he's a kid who now he's obviously famous for um, his YouTube career and that sort of thing. Now he's getting himself in the ring with arguably the greatest boxer of all time. I think, you know, and this is kind of how I look at it, right, is I reckon we've seen the the real Logan Paul directly after the fight. And that was when he was crying and he was thankful. He turned around and said to Floyd, he goes, you're the greatest. He goes, um, it's an honor. You know, he wasn't saying those things before, but I think the real Logan Paul came out after the fight. And I, I get this feeling that in 20 years time, there'll be a documentary and you'll get a real insight into who this, this, this guy is. And They're probably filming it right and now. Like and like anyone great, man, you always got to fly too close to the sun. Yeah, like that's the reality if you want to be the best at something. You know, like Michael Jordan, guess what? If there was something sitting in between him and where he wanted to be, he burns you and he does whatever. Like he didn't care. You know, all the best have that killer instinct in them. And I think it's it's wrong to, or it's naive, more important, like it's probably more naive to actually think that that's not what's going on here. You know, that, that these guys are genuinely just bad people they're, they're idiots, like, you know, and, and that, that's what they are. Like, the reality is, I think if you can't see through that, my opinion is, you know, you will look back in 20 years and there'll be a documentary about this guy and, and there'll just be another side that you don't see. And I reckon we've seen it directly after the fight. Because I think, you know, he was crying and he was very grateful and, and that's something that you just haven't seen from this, this person before. We haven't seen that side to Michael Jordan yet either. Yeah, yeah I don't think you ever will. <laughs> To be fair, though, in his doco, there were a few points where he was like, you could see, like, when they were telling him, like, this person thought this about you. This person really didn't like you. Like, how did it make you feel? You could see that it was like, yeah, fuck, it hit him. You could see that there was, like, there was emotion there that was he had attachment to, like, what Mm. people actually thought of him. But he still obviously ain't regretting what he's done. But Mm. I think it has gravity. Mm. Well, he sort of stayed out of the spotlight for quite a long time now, hasn't he? Yeah. He hasn't done anything that's been too out there. So he's probably dealing with those demons. You know, and this might be something that the Paul brothers have to deal with later in life. Oh, man. Once they reflect it back on their careers and think, shit, I was an idiot back then. 
hundred percent. I have so many regrets. That's and that's kind of what I mean. The reality is, if you want to be great at something, you got to fly too close to the sun. Like you're going to have to be on. You're not going to get liked by everybody. Mm. You know, that's that's half the battle. Is if you can get past not being liked by everybody, and you just do what you got to do to get that success. That's what successful people do. Mm. Like how many times do you hear about it? Where you like you know. You might think something of someone and all of a sudden you just hear these little stories of like burning people and, and these kind of things. And I'm not totally against that. Like I think that the reality is, is if you want to be the best at something, nothing else matters. Mm. Um, and, and you can look at any of the best, mm. right? The best of the best. Like look at Floyd. Floyd's like, you know, he pretty much come out and said, I'm rich and all, richer than all of you and that's all I care about. But he'll still have fans. Yeah, some people look at that and be like, yeah, that's not my style. But Floyd doesn't care about that. Floyd, and he said it, like, my kids can't eat legacy. You know what I mean? And it's like, I think there's, there's a lot of truth to that. And I think, you know, I, I actually, and, and this is kind of the question, right, is what is that line, I guess, and does it exist? Because we talk about someone like Elon, right, who where one week we absolutely love him and then the next we're like, fuck this guy. Right, and it's kind of the same, you know. Like for me, I look at Jake Paul, I look at Logan Paul, and then I look at Elon, and I look at them in the same light, because I start to think to myself, I'm like, these guys are both the best marketers in the world, but they just don't like, you know, there's there's a like a, a no fucks given to consequences of things because they're that powerful. There's there's that much influence there. The line is simple, man. It's like these guys that have mastered marketing have just really just taken and accepted understood the fact that for every person that doesn't like them there's 10 that do and they're no longer concerned or no longer pandering to the people that don't they're just concerned about well i'm going to create content for the people that love me because they're going to create more virality which is going to equal more money same in business people can take that attitude with business like fuck you're only going to have x amount of fans only these people are going to buy your product tailor to them pander to them rather than worry about all the people that hate your shit but that's exactly what logan and jake are doing they're Mm. They're guaranteeing that the people that love them will share their shit. The people that hate them, they're going to have bad shit to say about it, but they're going to share their shit. Exactly what Braid said is like, they've just accepted the consequence that any press is good press. Hmm. They've le- leveraged their, um, their influence and their social media platforms in order to then seize on whatever opportunities come their way. And for some people, it doesn't matter whether that conflicts their morals and that sort of thing. They'll just happily do it for the money. Obviously, there are people who, who don't do it because it does go against their morals. But for these guys, they don't care. They just they see the opportunity. They want to make money. And that's what they're doing. So, okay, so before we move forward then, thumbs up, thumbs down. Logan Logan and Jake? I think, yeah, thumbs up. Yeah. Thumbs up. They're making money. They're making me laugh. Yeah. Consider, I mean, look, that's without knowing any any kind of firm details of, of uh, you know, I've heard some allegations and stuff, which I'm not going to go into, but, you know, from the surface, from what I've seen, thumbs up. If there's some things that come out that are true, I probably would say thumbs down. But um, the next, I guess the next thing is, is Elon, right? And, and um, fuck, man, I'm just, I'm, de- I'm having demons at the moment. You know, like I'm fucking... We I'm had- so detached from this, man. What's going on? Just, just what he's doing with like Bitcoin and and um and how he influences markets and these kind of things. And this is, I guess, the the initial question is: is you said any press is is good press, but for someone as powerful as Elon, I I don't know. I think there could be an exception here because I really want to buy. Like, I love Elon, but now like we were going to get him on the wall, and now that I'm still questioning it. I I don't think we get him up there anymore. 
Honestly. I think he's at the point where he's taken it too far and he's hurt too many people. And this is the thing. You know, this is kind of what I'm talking about, right? Is like, you know, is there... We said any attention is good attention, right? But in someone like Elon, when you... You know, he's probably the most powerful person in the universe in terms of influence, right? You would... I mean, if there's... There could be some hidden motherfuckers out there that we don't know about. (laughs) But outside of those guys... um, I think Elon's probably got the most influence, but I guess the way I look at it is like, you know, well, look at the, look at me and you questioning him like two months ago. Well, I just don't understand what his agenda is, you know? At least when it comes to Logan and Jake Paul, their agenda is themselves. And it's to make themselves money. Elon doesn't need money. No. You know, so what's he doing? It, but it also, it doesn't make sense because like this is why I detached, right? Because there was so much where I was like, this makes no sense. It's annoying me. So it's easier just to push it aside but the big thing that's confusing is like it's the sp- it's so sporadic where he's self-serving and then he's not and then he's yeah. it's like well w- he's almost essentially being so hypocritical of himself it it, it just kind of mo- it boggles my head professor galloway said something on one of his podcasts a couple of weeks ago and he said uh, i think it gets to a point where you become so rich and powerful that people start to look at you and actually think they like they want to take you down you know, like they've got to the point where it's just, it's not fair anymore that these people have amassed so much money and now they're using that power to influence markets and that sort of thing, which actually does ruin people's lives. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I look at fucking Elon, right? And I'm like, he's either, yes, he's doing that or like, he. what did he come out on? The, what's he got? Is he autistic? Uh, definitely on the spectrum. Asperger's, or Asperger's. Asperger's yeah. You know, he come out and he said Asperger's. Like, you know, it's either, yeah, he's influencing this and all this, or he's just this guy who's emotionless, mm. who's not, um, like, he might be intelligent, but he's, uh, he doesn't have that emotion intelligence. But, and okay, well, let's, here's a controversial fucking sentence. Strap in. If someone's openly admitted that they don't have the emotional intelligence to understand the gravity of their decisions, why is he still allowed to have the fucking platform to put them out? Well, you have the power of like freedom of yeah, speech but and all that that's sort of my way. point. That's where it's controversial. If you took it away from has, Trump, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he my was point. In, he was inciting riots and harm against other people. Yeah, but dude, this guy like it's it's devil's advocate moment where like I'm not tr- trying to be a prick, but if he's saying that he's openly emotionless, can't understand the gravity of his decisions or the way he puts uh, content out there, right? That has huge, like huge, measurable fucking damage for people's lives. We're talking about a guy who 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 named his kid X like X fucking like like a cat running across a keyboard he called it. Do you know what I mean? And that's kind of like what I'm thinking is like you know like we're not dealing with a normal human here. Like mm-hmm. you know like he, he's he's either the smartest guy in the world or he's probably one of the smartest in the world, but like there's there's another side to this that I'm like yeah, he could be doing all this or he could just be the smartest, most influential man in the world who just lacks emotional intelligence. And and it's like, I kind of want to believe the latter, but I'm also like, that's almost a little bit naive as well. Like, this guy's sending, trying to send people to Mars. He yeah. knows what he's doing. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe well, that's, it. He so that's where, that's where I, I, that's where it's a, it's a big comparison, but to Trump, like his platform got taken away because yes, he was causing riots and so on, but how many people's lives potentially could have ended because they had so much invested into this shit? To be fair, though, th- there's no regulation around the crypto markets and that sort of thing. So he's not doing anything illegal. Inciting riots is Emot- illegal. Yeah, illegal, no, but against morality. 
But I mean, it's interesting considering um, that Jack is the CEO of Twitter, so he he could potentially take it away from him. So he, and Jack is so um, like he's so uh, pro Bitcoin as well. Yeah. Who, who do you reckon gets the most likes on Twitter? Oh yeah, Elon. Yeah. But that being well, they didn't have to take down Trump. Think about how much business Trump was bringing Twitter. Yeah, and they still. So here's the question him. then: Why don't you want him on the wall? I just think. I think he's, his integrity has gone out the window for me. Because, only knowing that because he's, um, he's potentially ruined a lot of people's lives. So, so my question is, is there a negative consequence for his companies? right? Because this is what we said. We said courting any attention is good attention. Does, like, is there an exception to the rule here? Well, to be fair, I think Tesla's too big to fail now. It's like Jeff Bezos stepping away from Amazon. Amazon's going to thrive. It's only going to get better. Tesla's at a point where it's only going to get better, even if te- uh, it it doesn't have Elon running it anymore. So, I don't know. It's a good question to ask. Mm. I don't know. Like, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm. Well, there's the there's the the big question is potentially. I don't want to go too conspiracy on this, but like, you know, if maybe the people calling the shots are telling him to make these decisions. So it doesn't have a negative connotation. Oh, so you, yeah, if you look at it from that point of view, his third biggest investor is BlackRock. Mm-hmm. And BlackRock has the ESG uh, compliances that they have to uh, live by. And so um, Bitcoin, all, all the FUD around the um, cost of mining and all that sort of thing, he would have had something to say. And you're not going to do what you're told. Tap on the shoulder. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, that, so then you go, okay, is it really bad? Does it have a bad connotation or is he just doing what he's told to get a better outcome? Mm. Well, we don't know. Mm. Like, you never will. <laughs> these people have so much more um, information than we do. Mm-hmm. You know, like why are they all wanting to go to Mars? There's a reason they're wanting to go to Mars. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> there is a whole podcast. <laughs> yeah. I think um, I think one thing we can agree on though is like, you know, I uh, just from an individual standpoint, Logan Paul, Jake Paul, um, you know, you could go Floyd Mayweather, you could go Elon, you could go, you know, like powerful people. Um, although Elon's like, fuck, he's, he's probably miles above the other the other guys, but um, they know how to market themselves. And, and it's crazy to think how much influence a single person can have. You know, like there's, there, you, you got to really think about this. There was once a time when Elon Musk was like a fucking 15-year-old boy like a 10 year old um you know he was in he was at college you know and and same with logan and i think it just kind of it when you think of it like that you just go far out like the the how how have these people gotten to this point where they've got so much influence and it's obviously from being able to market yourself really really well it's also hard work though yeah 100 percent. they've they've put in the work in order to get to where they were otherwise they wouldn't have any influence yeah okay so the next topic is bitcoin um, El Salvador, mm-hmm. so w- legal tender. Yeah. So what does that mean? Just so that everybody can kind of get an so understanding well, of this. Now they can transact in Bitcoin legally. Legally, there's no capital gains because it's not seen as an asset anymore. Uh, it's seen as legal um, legal tender, which now also has a lot of repercussions for the US because. Um, the U.S. is the um, the world currency, and ideally, they should be able. You should be able to transact in whatever legal tender is from just about every country in the world. 
So if that's the case, they're going to have to start accepting. It puts Bitcoin. the pressure on massively. Yeah. Same with India, right? So India, they come out and they said instead of banning it, they're going to look into legalizing. Uh, and and it, what it starts to do is because because and and the reality is is it's because these countries are poor countries. You know, there's an opportunity in front of you to start to climb in power and in and to be able to build wealth as an individual you know you're going to take it so there's no there's no reason why a country wouldn't take it you know if it's sitting in front of you to start to shift that narrative um and it's it, the, the more and more that these things start to happen that's where it puts more and more pressure because you know in a in an equal playing field u.s has competitive advantage right but but the more and more the U.S. basically will eventually have to actually do the exact same thing to keep their competitive advantage. Otherwise, they start to fall down the tree, mm-hmm. um, which is – it's so interesting. It's so interesting. What does that mean for Bitcoin? <laughs> it means it's going to go up. That's what it means. But I think, like, I mean, we've talked it's about more this more so Not so much on what it means as far as price, but what does it mean in the transition – of the adoption of Bitcoin? Like, how does that escalate the adoption or how does that bring forward the, the wide, worldwide adoption? I think it, I think it just, I think, I think it's all, it, it'll all happen quickly. You know, like, like when I say quickly, I'm not talking days, I'm talking like the more and more that this stuff comes out, you know, humans have been shown that they, they you know, it's like as soon as one person runs the four minute mile, Two days later, someone else comes out and does it. And it's because there's this belief, you know, nobody really wants to be the first. But as soon as you see that first person go, you know, or, or, or stand up or whatever, you know, you just go, you know, like you're in a you're in a room setting, right? And it's like that embarrassing moment when no, like nobody stands up. I remember I went to an auction, right, um, in um, Blair Gowry. We were looking at a house, right? And it was like, there's 100 people there. And they go, all right, first offer, blah, blah, blah. No, crickets, crickets. Called again, crickets. Called again, crickets. And then he put in the auctioneer's um, bid to start it off. And then someone went and then it was just boom, 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 boom. And I think it's like that. I think. Well, it pretty much has. I think just about every uh, South American nation's come out saying that they're going to look at making it legal tender. And Tonga's now come out saying they, they're going to make it legal tender. So this is just um, just the start of the snowball, really. Yeah, and, and I mean, you can, I mean, this is an assumption, so I don't take this as, as gospel, but you could make an assumption that there's a lot of shit going on right now from a, a public company standpoint. If countries are thinking about it, 100%, 100% companies are, right? That's the reality because, you know, you can read between the lines. You know. Well, there's a. I think Raoul Paul always keeps. Well, he always says there's a wall of money coming, because the, the thing that people don't understand is that uh, when it comes to these sort of things, for a hedge fund and that sort of thing, or even a country to get this underway, they have to propose it to the board members, uh, and they have to write it into their investment strategy and all that sort of thing before they can actually do all of this, uh, and before they can do all that. Um, they have to draft it all and they have to have meetings and these sort of things take time. So it could be six months, it could be 12 months, it could be two, three years before um, it gets written into uh, the way that they do these things. But once they do, there's no stopping them from coming. Yeah, exactly. And the way that technology works is um, these things grow exponentially. 
And so that's why we're seeing Bitcoin becoming so pr uh, prominent um, in such a short amount of time, only 10 years. It's because of the, um, the exponential curve of, of um, how techno uh, technology is adapted into, um, into the mainstream. Mm. Look at the internet. The internet took 30, 40, 50 years to become mainstream. Mm. This is already starting to mature in only 11 years. Yeah. It's insane. And it's because we're 20 years ahead, right? Like, yeah. you know, the internet was created and know, COVID in the helped, 90s. You COVID know. helped expedite all of that as well. Yeah, 100%. Mm. I think the interesting thing here is like, I think what happened, what you're seeing with El Salvador, I think we kind of talked about it previously, but I think it's a great representation of how the technology of Bitcoin can, can just be so amazing for the world, right? To closing that wealth gap. Right, because mm -hmm. it it just it's like it gives the opportunity to the you know people out there that may not have, um, or you know that are probably you know have less fortunate circumstances. You mm -hmm. know, like born into the world um, in a less fortunate country, you don't get to choose where. Well, you're I think born. El Salvador. Um, I think it was like seventy percent is underbanked as well. So this allows people who don't have a bank account over there to actually help themselves get ahead. Yeah, you know, just by holding onto this asset. Yeah. You know, and, and and I think like the reality is you don't you don't you not you don't choose where you're born. No. Yeah. Like that's the no, thing. We hit the lotto, being Australian. You know, and same applies to any other f um, first world nation. Hundred percent. And I think that's like I mean that's the thing I'm seeing now is like, you know, a lot of these countries they're they're dealing with what has ever come before them. Yeah. Right. And trying to improve their situation. And I think you know looking at what El Salvador did. I just think it's 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 such a it's such a sign of what's possible, um, and I think that's what's so exciting about this is that, you know, the universe works in mysterious ways. But I think a lot of the time, if you look at the cause and effect, well, the wealth gap continues to grow like this. There'll be mutiny, and the only way to to stop that is innovation, um, mm -hmm. and that's what we're seeing right now. Mm -hmm. I think you know we can we can all sit here and say that we're going to look back in twenty years, thirty years time, and just be so grateful that we got to see all this happen. Um, it's it's quite crazy, but it, you know, my uh, my father-in-law he uh, is is Bitcoin mania, you know, at the moment, and you know, four months ago he was telling me I was crazy. Four months ago he was telling you to buy NAB shares. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's interesting because like I think again, it's another sign of what's happening right now. Like I can honestly say, over the last four weeks, I've had. You know, my group of friends I'm in a group chat with who I went to school with and played footy with, like, they, were, they all bought in. You know, um, I, if there was one person who I was going to say was going to be the last, it was my father-in-law, and he's in. Um, and, and, and it's interesting to see all that happen. You know, it's, it's quite interesting. Um, I think it's a, it's a great overlook of what's actually happening across the board is that this big dip that's come, it was just a great time for everybody to get in, and it was a necessity for people to get in to continue the innovation. Now, I don't understand the logistics of it, but I, you can read between the lines here and say that I just think the network is getting bigger, you know, and, and that's a, a sign to come. So um, it's a crazy world we live in at the moment. Mm. Yeah, it's a fucking crazy world. We've got Logan and Jake Paul, YouTubers, crew, you know, boxing with some of the best boxers to ever walk this planet, um, making crazy amounts of money, uh, you know, Elon Musk is doing Elon Musk things. Twitter, influencing markets ridiculously, sending trying to send people to Mars. Um, mm -hmm. And then you've got Bitcoin, which is the you know a financial revolution uh, at the moment. But I think yeah, it's just amazing time. Yeah. Very exciting time to see what's going on. 
What do you think, Noah? Pretty exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so good. It's just right. a matter of staying on top of it. That's what, the, the puppy? Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it's really tough. No, I mean, it's... And, and I think it's just, you know, this is, again, it's quite a random conversation of how it's flowed, but I think, you know, these are all relevant topics that I think, you know, it's interesting to have conversations about and especially maybe to get some insight on. You know, I know that a lot of people are looking at kind of the opportunities at play here. They're trying to either be extremely successful, they're trying to build wealth, they're trying to get ahead. Um, and, you know, although what we're, what we're saying right now is nowhere near financial advice, we're just having conversations about the things that we're seeing. Um, well, the one thing that I, and you would probably, you would second that I've seen the most of is this big dip. The, and it's essentially to sum up what you're saying, this big dip has created a larger market. And like, I think what most people, mo- most people assumed would create more scarcity has actually created more, I guess, demand because this has obviously been never, never been this cheap before or not for a long time. Um, and it's, uh, it's something that at least even in my circle, you know, same thing, people have just like, well, if I'm going to buy, I better buy now. I'm buying now. Yeah. Um, it's a more of it's a. It's been yeah. interesting. A lot of the people who sold out during the recent decline were, um, were what they consider as whales. So people who own, I think it's like fifty bitcoin or more, they're considered whales. So a lot of those people have cashed out because they've got their sixty percent gain, which is unheard of um, usually for these sort of people. But now it's your everyday people who getting in who don't have that much, they might only be buying 0.2 of a Bitcoin or something, but they're the ones who are getting in. And all of those coins are now being swallowed up by your smaller retail players. Uh, and that money will come back to the play. The, 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 that money will come back though. Exactly. Yeah? Yeah. People can't... Like the, rea- like the one thing is, is you know that you know what this thing's like. It's a rocket ship whichever way it goes, right? It's either fucking heading for the crash landing or it's going to the moon, That's it. right? But the one thing you know is if we can guarantee the network's bigger, right? Because we're seeing it. No, you know, we, we're actually seeing this, every single one of us. Mm. The people that weren't, that were skeptical previously understand subconsciously that this could be the biggest opportunity ever and they're in. Once it starts to go green again and really green, that's you know like we've seen it. We've the biggest there. way to compare this is life's you look fucking at good when you mate when it's you know when Bitcoin's going hard. You know we walk around with an extra kick in our set, right? <laughs> but I think it's I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens because once it starts to go green, I think it could just pile. Mm-hmm. Well, you compare this so the network effect is you compare it to what happened with Facebook all those years ago um, when you first started noticing Facebook. It was like I don't know. Oh, dude, that was One back, in the, back in the days of MySpace and everyone was like, nah, Facebook, shit. Exactly, it's for older people. Yeah. And then slowly people get it, started getting into it, getting into it, and now, what, how many people have Facebook? It's like 3 billion people or something. Same thing's applying right now with Bitcoin. It's happening before our eyes. And this is something that we can all make money off, you know, as opposed to Facebook, which... Network effects is the most powerful thing in the world. Yeah. You know, like if you look at all the successful businesses, the reason they grow, how they grow is network effects. And exactly. That's, that's the power of Bitcoin is as the network gets bigger, it gets more valuable. It's simple because there's scarcity mm-hmm. involved. There's only X amount of Bitcoins there. So the more people that are in it, the more scarce it becomes, the, the value goes up. Now, there may not be as much money in the market right now, um, but there's a lot more people. And, and, you know, once it's like, it's like um, trust, right? You know, um, 
people need to be taken out for coffee before you marry them mm. yeah so it's the same as marketing you know like the way you look at it is you've got marriage which might be a subscription model well what's taking them out for coffee and it's kind of the same now it's like well you know if marriage is going putting chips in on something like this or at least putting a good percentage of someone's portfolio at the moment everybody's taking it out for coffee everyone's like yeah i'm gonna just dabble in um but once the once you know that network is is large you know everybody's having coffee wait until the wait until the serious players come on board like el salvador is only a country with well they're putting in 150 million or something which is tiny but wait until you start having your hedge funds who have like a trillion dollars under management. Wait till they start coming on board. That's that, that's where the the wall of money's coming from. And that that's kind of what I mean. Like I feel like I feel like there's a lot of stuff happening right now that you're not going to know about until six months time. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you're not going to know until they their results come out. You know, or, um, and they can actually announce. That's this it. Stuff. The next reporting period's in September, and we'll start to see a lot more uh, companies coming out, or publicly traded companies saying that they've put it on their balance sheet. Um, and in the meantime, we'll we'll see more countries coming on board, especially countries that don't quite have the privilege that that a country like ours does, or the US or mm. the UK, that sort of thing. All right, interesting times. Couch sessions. Um, if you guys enjoyed the episode, just make sure that you subscribe, um, so that we can continue to have these conversations. There's been a lot of support at the moment um, around the podcast, which has been amazing. So to everyone out there listening, subscribing, sharing commenting liking doing all those things a massive massive thanks we're super grateful that we get to do this it's quite bizarre when you think about it just kind of these are conversations that we would probably have around a table having a coffee um but we get to have it and hopefully you guys are getting insight from it because that's what we're trying to do so um a big thanks we're back in action now so as of next lockdown yeah we're out of lockdown we kind of wanted to do some zooms but we opted against it. We almost we almost dove in um, and, and did one, but we, we opted against it, and, and luckily, because we're out now. But The whole um, reason we came in here, though, was so we could actually get some photos of Braden in his shorts again, but <laughs> I'm a bit disappointed he's <laughs> in some jeans. Oi, oh, hey, don't worry. The kit, he's ready. Oh, too, big bird. Too cold for that. He came in ready. <laughs> Mate, we just need a bit of a flash up on the screen of uh, Braden as big bird. <laughs> Um, but as I was saying, big thank you to you guys for supporting the podcast. There's a reason why your legs aren't on show, mate. Mate, well, let's not go there. That's for another day. I've got massive but calves, I do. Who says? Huh? Who says? That's what he tells himself every morning when he looks in the mirror. Don't act like you guys know. I've been wearing pants for six years. I've got massive calves. Oh, just keeping them hidden. But yes, thank you guys. And it's uh, it's good to be back. Absolutely. It's great to be back. So a lot of episodes coming. Um, Investors podcast couch sessions um we've got a lot of really cool guests coming up um we've got a big month which is coming uh in august we're pushing it back to now just because of the the, the um lockdown. lockdown but a heap coming so as i said big thanks to everyone for the support ciao Cheers. see ya